Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Wow, she got it. So how are you today? I'm I'm okay. Uh, you know, it's a little cooler today after uh, since we talked about the weather enough. Uh, we have had a record here of most ninety degree days in the month of July. So uh, uh, it, it's been pretty warm, but today it is much milder. So much more pleasant to be be around. Um, but you know, I'm I'm excited about today's podcast, John. I've got a huge list of things to talk about. We've got topics. We've got topics. Yes, we do, John. Uh, including uh, Swerve accusing me of my Cardinals ruining baseball. So uh, maybe, maybe we should start there, John. Yeah, I don't know why it's the Cardinals' fault. And I think it starts with the Marlins. But um, I guess if that's where you want to go, blaming the Cardinals, I'm okay with that. Well, I, I, I will go this way on that one, John. The uh, Cardinals did not play the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and everything so they've clearly picked it up on their own uh, which is not what you can say about the Phillies who I think you would probably assume that they got it from the Marlins given the the wide swath that's cut through the Marlins team and they were there playing each other uh, the first weekend right so correct right so where the Cardinals have picked it up I don't know and of course that that puts everybody else in jeopardy for for however long, but uh, uh, you you've been saying all along that this is not going to work, and um, it is uh, interesting. I guess this is where we're starting is the the MLB stuff. Uh, it's been interesting to see MLB juggling the schedule. It'll be interesting to see how much longer they can do it, huh? Yeah, it just you know they're not really sticking to any of their game plan. I mean, the whole purpose was to add the extra players to your, to your traveling roster or whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're not bringing in any of these players. I don't know if they're worried it's going to affect competitiveness um, or if a couple of positive tests in a clubhouse, they're afraid that there's more that could have it. So they're, they're waiting for multiple negative results from the rest of the team before they move on. It's a, it's very confusing. Um, I mean, my, the whole thought was, is that a couple people get it, they get removed, you bring in their replacements and you move on just with daily business as it was supposed to be. And that is not at all, well, not even in the remotest possible way. Is that how the, um, no, this well, is going. But, but that that's kind of silly. You don't know who's got it till too late, usually. So, um, all right. Uh, so, a- anyway, uh, the one interesting thing that's come out, uh, the new rule, John, and I guess this is like, uh, you know, I feel a little bit like Bill Maher, Maher on uh, HBO. A new rule, John. Um, yeah. We're going to play seven innings in double headers now. Did that get? confirmed or are they still yep, just kicking as, that around as of tomorrow okay that's it's interesting that that'll make for um some interesting managerial decisions yeah uh you know all the purists are, are all up in arms uh, but you know I mean, um, they, they currently do that in minor yep. league ball right now right well and that's that's what people are saying it's not the minor leagues it's not high school but anyway so um we're going to play seven inning no, uh, uh, double headers, and given that uh, 
multiple teams are postponing games at this point. Uh, there are some foreseeable double headers coming, right? Yes, there yeah. will be a lot. Yeah, well, there, there some anyway. I, I mean, at, at this point, we, we I, I haven't seen what they're going to do this schedule. I'm sure there's going to be some schedule swapping yet. Um, you know, they the Blue Jays uh, aren't playing the Marlins this weekend, isn't that right? The Blue Jays oh. series has been postponed with the Marlins. I don't know, are the the Phillies still not playing? Uh, the Phillies are not playing. I think maybe the Phillies, yeah. I don't think the Phillies are playing either. Yeah, the Phillies and Yankees are still postponed. Yeah. Marlins and Orioles are still postponed. And now the... Cardinals and Brewers aren't playing today anyway, so... Cards and Brewers are not playing today, correct. Right. So, um... There you go. So all, all sorts of things. MLB, uh, I thought maybe they, uh, I thought they were doing a good thing, uh, figuring out how to get the Orioles and Yankees to play, to fill in what was going to be a pretty big gap in there for a couple teams who weren't going to play the Marlins or the Phillies. And so, uh, but uh, we'll you know what you we'll, could have we'll, done. We'll see. Could have just had the Phillies and Marlins play each other again. Well. I mean, they, they have, yeah. they play each other twice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, they could have. I, I just don't know how much that would have helped. But all right. So uh, there, there's all that to talk about, John. So let's stick with the Major League Baseball, John. John, it's overreaction Friday. So where, where do we want to start? So, John, have you, have you got your World Series banner, Cubs World Series banner uh, printed up yet? Yeah, I mean, they look, they're looking good through the first six games. Last night's game got postponed because of rain, not because of any COVID action. Yeah, which, which is tricky because I don't think they go back to Cincinnati again. I, I've not studied the schedule, but if I understand right, they've got uh, – two three-game series against the Reds at home and a four-game series there in Cincinnati to get your 10 games. So uh, I wonder where they plug it in in the six holes they have. So it'll make, it'll make for a rough stretch, right? Yeah, and there's already some stretches where teams are playing like 16 games in 18 days. No, well, uh, that's, that's not bad. That's a lot, that's a lot of baseball. Well, yeah, baseball is a game they play almost every day. So, and, and you know, 60 and 66 did not give a lot of, uh, you know, just do the math, John. You're, you're playing 10 mm-hmm. out of 11 consistently. So, uh, yeah, and the, and the Rangers have already had two days off in their first week. So they're, they're well, a little stressed about the fact that they're going to play something. So, and so I forget the, the number. So it's the crazy. Cardinals, yeah. So, yeah. Which is now three, um, so there's going to be some some jamming up. So, so John, John, what did we learn from the first week uh, back at baseball in, in uh, late July? Well, I guess not having a bubble is probably not going to work. Morning, bro. <laughs> okay, let's go back to where we were, John. What what have you learned? Uh, I learned that uh, first, yeah. I don't think. 
not having a bubble is going to work. That's not baseball. Yeah, but yes, it is. It is is an interesting point uh, about the the difference between the NBA and soccer. And, and, and in the NHL, I got a flash that we were disconnected and we didn't stay disconnected, thankfully. So, okay. so, so John, um, baseball wise, um, this is what I've learned, John. And this comes, remember, we learned this the last couple playoff uh, years. Starting pitching is really important, John. Oh, yes. Very. Yeah. I mean, after all the experiments with openers and bullshit like that, Guys who can, uh, like Bieber did last night for the Indians again, you come out and throw six, seven shutout innings for you, uh, just absolutely makes a huge difference. Yes, that's a big and, deal. Yeah, and, and guys like you, uh, Darvish, who are supposed to do that, who don't you give up uh, crooked numbers early, uh, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like throwing a game away sometimes, right, John? Yeah. Right. So uh, I just just to pick on you, but uh, you know the White Sox had the worst starting pitching in baseball through five games. Of course, they threw a shutout in Game Six, so that'll help a little bit. But um, yeah, uh, four of the of the White Sox first five uh, starters gave up a crooked number in the first inning, John. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you're you're at least two nothing or more behind. Uh, in the first, it's uh, not a good way to play ball. It is definitely not. So that that's that's one of the things I've learned. Uh, the baseball seems to be hot too, John. Yeah, I mean, don't don't we always say that the hitters are ahead of the catchers when season starts, anyways? You mean the pitchers? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Hitters are ahead of the pitchers at the yeah. start of the season. So it, yeah, and it's even uh, I've heard people, you know theorize it's even worse in summer because uh in in uh, in in the cold of may and march and uh early april that uh the hitters don't want to hit the ball because it stings and now and the ball doesn't carry as far and uh here we are in 100 degree days the ball's jumping out of ballparks of course you know i've, I've watched a lot of games from places where home runs are king so mm-hmm. uh but I, i've seen a lot of home runs this week yeah. Say, hey, John, how many games you watched this week? Uh, I haven't watched a whole game yet. I watched most of um, Hendricks's opening day start, though, when he threw the complete game. So, so how many? Okay, let's go with how many parts of how many games have you watched? Uh, I've probably watched uh, two or three innings of four or five games. Yeah. So, so John, go ahead and ask. How many have you watched? Well, I lost count, John. I tried to figure this out. It's at least parts of 15. So, uh, you know, so I'm not sure I'm proud of that. Did you watch any of the NBA last night? What's that? Did you watch any NBA last night? I know you're not a big NBA fan anyways, but. Oh, any NBA, no. No, but they had two good games. They had two really good games. I watched the end of so, the end of the first game. So we, we, that that's our transition to the NBA, is it? 
Sure. Do you, what else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about uh, Kelly's suspension and whether you think eight games in a 60 well, game season is a little harsh? Know, that's interesting. It's on my list, John. So, um, I know. Talk about it then. It, it, <laughs> I mean, that equates to what, a 22 game suspension? Oh, well, um, 2.7. I, I can't do the math. Yeah. 22 yeah, games. Well, and, and for a reliever, and yeah, I I didn't like it, but that's but but I guess I, I heard somebody this morning. I was watching the M- ML Network on TV, their morning show, and somebody said, uh, "I don't know what to think of it, uh, but the Major League Baseball has screwed up the penalties on everything on this, and so it's hard." it's hard to say they're right about this one. I mean, all the people who cheated on the Astros, none of the players uh, took any hit at all. Right. So, so their punishment was winning a world series. Right. And, and so here, somebody, I, I'm not even sure, I'm not sure what Kelly was up to exactly. Cause it's not like he was on the team that, that got, uh, although he was on the Red Sox, uh, the, lost the series the one year but anyway uh it wasn't like you would think he would be the avenging angel uh but uh here he gets eight games for what looks like the first of somebody trying to stick it in their ear right well there's controversy about that as well one of one of our local um sports geeks on the radio is a former major league pitcher uh, mike bassick is his name and he said if you watch Kelly's first three pitches against Bregman, he said he he was nowhere near okay, John. his target. Yeah. Boy, this is going to be uh, adventurous. Yeah. Uh, well, Anchor is uh, in prime form today. Uh, we never know why this is, uh, but here we go. John, the last I heard you say is a local guy who is a former major league pitcher, blah, 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 and yeah, uh, Mike, somebody, and he's yeah, Mike Basick. Um, he was talking about the first three pitches that Kelly threw to Bregman weren't even anywhere near. I mean, he was missing his mark by three feet. I mean, those are the one, or by feet, um, and those were the ones that weren't really all that close. Then the high chin music, it was 97 miles per hour, it was up by his face, which is the one that they're really making a big deal about. Um, is the one that he gets tagged for on his fourth straight ball that he threw. And then the, the ball he threw over Correa's head was a breaking ball. And he said, you know, his dad pitched in the major league, major leagues for 15 years. He was, you know, there's over 25 years. He goes, I don't know a single major league page pitcher in the history of major league baseball that ever tried to send a message with a breaking ball. Yeah. And you're always throwing inside heat. Yeah. So um, he actually, he says, I feel like it was a 50-50 that he actually was trying to yeah. throw a Bregman in that last pitch because he couldn't, I don't know why you think he could get that close when he was a foot off his mark for the first three pitches. So, but nonetheless, uh, I think it'll be, it'll be, um, what is it, where they dispute it appealed he'll make an appeal and uh they think it'll probably i imagine it'll probably get reduced down to five games well 
as I said to start this out, uh, you know, I, I I can't be a proponent for throwing at people's heads if that's what he was doing, but you know, um, you, yeah, you get to win a World Series by cheating, but you get a bunch of games uh, in a sixty-game season uh, for not having control, right? So yeah, and I have no problem with. John. I mean, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can now, John. We're 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 in and out. This will be an interesting uh, episode Audio. again. Yeah. So, um, so so so, John, let's let's go to Holy Moly. Did you catch up on Holy Moly last night? I was unable to. Oh, yeah. I'll watch it after this. Mm-hmm. After we talk today. Yeah, well, it's a it's a new it was a new episode. Uh, uh, Riggle was in form. Uh, I'm sure as we talk about it, or as I talk about it, I will remember some of the the silly lines. He did, did a whole Emperor Palpatine thing, which was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> uh, because as we said, John, it's I don't know where they're shooting it, John, but it was cold again during the recording last night. He had the big coat on again and with a hood and, and everything. So um, that, that was that was pretty good. And of course, they had the usual. Uh, assortment of people they are just like you know the casting people really um, do a good job and yeah. you will be happy to hear John your favorite was back again driving uh, thing and, and once more the guy even did an even more sophisticated dive and got zeros uh, the Purdue diver so uh, not, not to I'm sorry spoiler alert uh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. But yeah, uh, when they brought him back and he was the third one they introduced, I go, I said, oh, "Here they go again, right?" So, so anyway, it was uh, pretty funny. And then uh, there was uh, uh, one of the guys trying to get across the thing with the uh, water cannons. Didn't even get to the water cannon spraying on him, and just pretty much <laughs> belly flopped into the water. And there was a discussion if that wasn't the best dive they had seen. Uh, all night, even, even at the diving competition. So. Yeah. It looks like there was an interesting cast of characters last night with the, uh, who's, who's, uh, I guess. Being openly against him, which, uh, (laughs) you do not see very often. Uh, also the person, the lizard was up against for double Dutch, uh, did something we've never seen before. And instead of getting knocked in by the edge of the, uh, uh, the, 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 whatever the panel, the wing on the, uh, on the, uh, windmill, uh, mm-hmm. somehow face planted into the middle of it twice. And I uh, got thrown in twice, not by the edge knocking her in, but by mistiming and hitting straight into it and bouncing off into the water. So, uh, there were some intriguing stuff done, and uh, as as always with uh, a whole series of things uh, for Riggle to make s- silly comments about, which is a big part of the show. Good, good. And uh, I'm getting a signal that indicates that maybe you're not hearing me. No, I can hear you just fine. Long pause as we wait can- for this to either...
All right. I think we're back, John, and uh, maybe I can figure out what we're doing. Uh, but uh, uh, the, struggle, the struggle is real today. Uh, the struggle is definitely very real as we attempt to work out all the technological issues. So, John, we were at the end of Holy Moly. Uh, we hadn't even begun to talk about what the SEC did yesterday. Uh, or what the ACC did earlier in the week, right? So Yeah, I guess I think I missed the news on the SEC, so you'll fill me in. Really? The SEC announced yesterday they were going to a 10-game uh, uh, schedule starting in mid-September, uh, all conference games. So, okay, uh, so basically the same as the Big Ten and Pac-10. Uh, I don't know that they went to 10 games, everybody else, but... Uh, of course, the big controversy here is that the uh, uh, SEC has only played eight conference games for years, John, and now they're picking up extras. So um, I, I don't know. I didn't, you know, I saw people who, for some reason, I got stuck in a loop with uh, all South Carolina fans who were not happy with what that did, did to their schedule. Uh, but, uh, you know, what do I care? I, I guess the Kentucky fans were not happy. But they, 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 we really haven't seen a schedule yet. So, you know, bummer, right? So, uh, well, it means they're complaining because they have to play two teams that they're going to lose to. To not put too fine a point on it, huh, John? Just, just because they know it's going to be two losses no matter what the right. schedule says. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, the bottom of the conference is whining because they're going to lose two more games. I right. Mean, I don't know what their problem is. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're not likely to get to 500 and go to a bowl game. Is probably. Yeah, I guess that's probably it. They're going to miss it on, on what's that keyword? What happens in bowl games? Well, I don't think they make money in bowl game. Most bowl games, John. But anyway. Sure they do. do it, well, okay. Um, I, I I've seen studies that say differently, but. Uh, so uh, that's, I, I think probably for our conversational purposes, John, maybe the more interesting thing is what the ACC was attempting to do, um, which went to the same 10-game conference schedule, including Notre Dame, John. Right, who is a part of the ACC in basketball, correct? Uh, I think they're part of the ACC in everything but football, where they play... What is it, four or five games a year against ACC opponents? They play a partial schedule. So mm-hmm. so now they're going to play a full 10-game ACC schedule, uh, and they are putting their TV revenue into the pot, uh, which has been a big deal for Notre Dame for years, having that. You know, the, the Notre Dame Broadcasting Company has been doing their games for years, uh, standalone home games. So, you mean NBC? Yeah, NBC, Notre Dame Broadcasting Company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Well, I, I wish I could take credit for making that up, but anyway, so uh, they're they're playing. Uh, I saw a funny tweet. The ACC said you can play an eleventh game if you play in state, and uh, you know who that leaves uh, um, Notre Dame uh, one possibility to play if they want to play an eleventh game, John. Ball State. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no, nobody, there aren't that many, uh, uh, bowl championship series teams in the state of Indiana. And, uh, of course, IU and Purdue are both on, uh, conference only schedules. So, so yeah, ball state would be their only option. So anyway, so John, what do you think as a Notre Dame fan? Are you, you know, I saw the infamous Sean was uh, all excited about Notre Dame playing Clemson and beating them and winning the ACC. Uh, are you uh, all fired up about that uh, opportunity? I mean, it's an opportunity, but it's unlikely to happen. I mean, if Notre Dame wanted to put themselves at the top of the the echelon with games like Clemson, and they would have booked it, scheduled it years ago when they started playing the ACC, but they've uh, very uh, conveniently avoided them. Conveniently, you think it is, huh? Well, it's probably a mutual avoid. So, uh, yeah, like like you say, two two games against people you could you could beat, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I guess the big question I, I keep hearing in my household, and I know you're pretty big when in your uh, both tweeting and your text messages, are we really going to see college football this year? No, you're 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 on the you're on the no wagon, huh? I mean, look at what's happening with Major League Baseball with teams with thirty players on it. Now you go to a college, and you know, college can't. First of all, you get younger generation, which kind of seems to be a bit of an issue as it is with spreading the virus and containing it. Secondly, you mean because they have things like who can get COVID parties? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, then you go from. 30 players on a team to close to, I mean, if you include coaches and staff, you got what, probably close to 100 people. Oh, I, yeah, well, uh, unless they limit rosters, yes, you're you're talking more like 150, yeah, with staff and everything, yeah. So, five times the people. They don't play as many games. No, but they play, I mean, I, I guess that would be the, that's the bonus. I mean, you have an entire week of you'd have to just basically do constant testing during the week. And it's just, there's going to be an issue that comes when Trevor Lawrence gets it and he's got to miss two games. So now you lost your biggest, you know, the biggest asset of your team. Yeah. You're going to lose those two games. So now you're basically out of any bowl possibilities and or, people are going to cry foul over that. Or, or you, you have enough, like the Marlins, you have enough uh, positives that you, you can't even play games. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think uh, I do not think in this country we have the virus under control enough uh, at this point to think that this is going to work out. But, you know, that's a few weeks in the future, maybe in uh, – Six eight weeks, uh, things will be different, and uh, uh, maybe, maybe it'll all work out. John, there there is my best optimism I can come up with. So, yeah, I'm not going to be too optimistic. I agree what you're saying. I think what your underlying statement you're making is here is hopefully there's a vaccine or something in the next uh, two months that can. Uh, I think I, it, it, I you know. 
the people I listen to, John, uh, say if everybody uh, stayed uh, social distanced, washed their hands, and wore a mask when they went out and uh, stayed home a lot more, uh, it, it could go away uh, without a vaccine. But, you know, as we just said, you know, there, there are college parties where they try to catch COVID. So, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, we won't even bring up Herman Cain, right? So, um, you know, as long as people are acting that way, it's going to keep spreading. And uh, until people get serious about locking down. Uh, yeah. But, but I, you know, you wonder if uh, enough people are going to get it and enough people die that uh, maybe people will get more serious about it. But um, who, that, that is really hard to predict. Yes. So. Yeah, that's very optimistic. Well, you know, there are a lot of countries who've done it, John. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there are. It just ain't it ain't us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To, to, to the NBA, John. Two good games last night. Uh, came down to the wire. Uh, but John, I I didn't know this. I, I went back and looked up the whole NBA thing. What are they doing, John, with the ninth place team if it's within four games? They've added some little wrinkle uh, to get into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't understand it. So, oh. I mean, it's, I mean, you're right, but I don't, I don't understand the, the glitch or whatever in the matrix that allows this to happen. Uh, if you get within four game, if the ninth place team is within four games of the eighth place team at the end of the season, they play a, uh, a, a series where the eighth place team only has to win one game out of two to, to advance. And if the ninth place team beats them twice... They become the eighth place team, but why would you okay. do this? I guess to reward them for being in the bubble for thirty, forty-five days or whatever. And, and to not reward the eighth place team. Well, you get rewarded if you win the game. But okay, anyway, so it is one of those weird ass things. And, John, I didn't even dig deep enough to figure out what if more than one team is within four games of, of eighth place. So uh, maybe you just maybe it's only the ninth place team. Whether, you know, and if there's a second team within four games, they're just, sorry, go home, right? Yeah, that would have – I mean, that would only be in the Western Conferences where that's possible. You're right. The Western Conference has a lot more teams. Right, they have uh, – there's only nine teams playing out of the Eastern Conference, so right. It had to be the West, right? Uh, but, yeah, the West would be the only way. But they're they're so tightly packed, you could imagine there would be multiple teams within four games. But so that's that's the NBA in a nutshell. Uh, it was interesting, John. I, I saw the tweet that uh, the guy who started the whole COVID thing in the NBA uh, scored. Yeah, uh, who I'd never heard of uh, before before this, scored the first basket uh, last night uh, when they came back and ended up making the free throws to win the game for the Jazz. Yeah. That's kind of feels like symmetry or something there, John. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, uh, 
we're, we're sticking. You, did you think the Lakers looked good enough last night to to still be your your team, John? Yeah, I mean they beat the best team, the second best team in the NBA last night. So okay. I would say yes. Okay. So, John, uh, we promised people our, our NHL picks uh, this week, John. So, are, are you ready? We did. We did. So, so J- John, uh, the NHL is doing something funky, too. Um, uh, you, do you know this, John? They, they have 12 teams in each, each uh, conference uh, in the bubble. And the top four are playing a, just some exhibition games, while the others have play-in five-game play-in series. Okay. Yeah. That's very odd. Yeah. So I, yeah, don't know why everybody's decided it has to be too so complex, um, but I'm sure. Um, the Blackhawks are opening with Edmonton this afternoon, so uh, the Blackhawks are my Western Conference pick. I'm going. I'm going to be a homer, John. I'm going. I'm going to pull a John. I'm going to go with the Blackhawks and the Penguins. Okay. I'm going to go with um, the Bruins and. Yeah, the Vegas, the Vegas Knights. You're gonna go with the Knights? Yeah, not a bad choice. Uh, I wouldn't think so. That is our NHL. Uh, they are stuck. Okay, stuck might not be right. They they are in bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto, and um, have not been a lot of news about COVID, a lot of COVID cases. Kind of like the NBA seems to have done a good job. So, the whole bubble idea which the Major League Baseball rejected, uh, seems to look like a much better idea at this point. All right, John? Yeah, I think it's just easier logistically for for these two sports than it is for um, Major League Baseball. I mean, where, where would Major League Baseball be bubbled at? Well, you know, they started, Arizona. yeah, they talked about doing it in Arizona. It was it's way too hot. Yeah, I, I saw that, John. Did you? Did, uh, I saw a thing last night that it had not gotten below ninety at night in Phoenix for so many consecutive days. That's kind of hot, John. Yeah. Well, I drove home at ten o'clock last night, and it was ninety-four. Home, still here, according to my car. In the in the Fane Metroplex, huh? In the Plex. Yep. Yes, I, and let me just say. Other than Diamondback Stadium, whatever it's called, let's see, Chase Bank Park or something like that, uh, which has a retractable roof. We've been there together uh, several years ago, right, John? Uh, The outdoor fields in Glendale do not have that, so you'd be playing in 115-degree heat. So... Uh, I, I don't know if COVID would survive, but human beings might not either, right, John? Right, correct. So, uh, and Florida seems to be in the middle of hurricane season, and those facilities are not the same as Glendale, where they have a lot of ballparks within a few miles of each other. So, I don't know. Yeah, baseball would have had 
Uh, it, it just has a, a logistic, a facilities issue that the other sports didn't have. So, uh, but uh, it's really a mess what it what it's done. Uh, yeah. That they can't they can't bubble the same way. Yeah, and baseball takes you know three and a half hours to play a game. So you're looking at, I mean, even if you were trying to do multiple games, I mean, there's 12 games scheduled today in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you could possibly do 12 games scheduled. You could try and do two of them indoors, and then the other ones would have to be at night. But then how are you going to, I mean, and the same thing with, you know, this is going to be the issue with the NFL. I mean, they, you know, you have anywhere from 14 to 16, I mean, the entire league, pretty much plays except for three teams during bye weeks every Sunday on one day. Yeah. Same thing with college football. They play on one day. They play on Saturday. For the, well, they do now because of the, you know, your D2 and D3 schools aren't playing. So they mostly all play in one day. It's It, it would be hard to do for the NFL and for Major League Baseball to try and get a bubble scenario um, unless you did like you know, like an East Coast or a West Coast bubble where yeah, but you play. But that's that's not a bubble. You know, you can't you gotta have everybody in the same. You know, right. in a couple in a couple places, a couple hotels where you can lock down. And you know, you saw. I I didn't know who the NBA guy who was got in trouble who walked across the line and got a pizza and got put in quarantine. But you've got to do it, you, you know, you got to absolutely lock down like that. And, uh, you know, there's just no way, you just, uh, like you say, how, how do you, even if you put, you had four bubbles in the NFL, you still would have trouble, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you would do in turn, it's just not, it's just not feasible. Uh, so, uh, having covered that, John, let, let's go go back to golf. It's supposed is this a big week in golf, John? There's some big names playing. Well, it, I, I say this for our listeners who don't follow such stuff. Uh, this is a world tour event, whatever it's called these days. It, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, and so all the top-rated players in the world are supposed to be there, but they're playing someplace they don't usually play a a WTC event. They're playing in Memphis, John. Uh, the golf courses look pretty gnarly, as I watched yesterday. If you get in the Bermuda rough in the summer, the ball just absolutely disappears. So, uh, but so so, John, uh, does it matter that they're playing? Not one of the traditional places they play such events. Uh, the week before a major uh, is this is this uh, appointment TV for people, or is it all right if everybody just ignores it? No, I think it's still an important event. It's a good tune-up. Um, I don't think anybody's ever went back to back, but it is definitely. Uh, you know, it's good to see somebody like Brooks playing well, who's struggled mightily uh, since we've restarted. Uh, I guess he's got a knee injury that he's going to play through. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
I, I think it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching some golf this weekend and uh, see how things pan out and see who seems to be running a little hot going into uh, the PGA next week. Okay. Well, uh, that, that brings us, by the time we come on the air next week and talk, John, uh, the first major of the year will be up and loaded. They'll play today. They're playing in San Francisco at Harding Park. And let me just say, um, you, you know I've, I've read up on this. It is a very interesting place to play, John. Uh, just, um, what, what did I tell you, John? It's not in the top 200 best courses in America on, on, on any list. It's not in the top 30 in California. I don't remember, John. I rattled off at some point. I texted because right after I read it, it does not seem to be a great venue, John. Well, I guess we'll find out next week just how um, political those top 100 lists are. Yeah. Because I mean, it's sometimes it's about uh, more about who you know than how good your golf course is. So. Okay. Uh, which leads me to, I don't know, I know you like Michael Collins. I know you like his tweets. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch any of his little um, ESPN Plus series of uh, America's Caddy, which is going to start with the uh, preview of the golf course? No, I, I, I was unaware. Uh, you know, everybody has a podcast <laughs> anymore, John. So uh, I... I uh, no, no, I, I don't know that I even noticed that, uh, as he uh, he's on a lot of stuff and plugs a lot of stuff uh, that he's on, John. So, I, I, yeah. I admit I missed it. So, so yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably watch the preview show. As I understand, the problem with the course is it does not have many dis- it does not have any distinctive holes, uh, and uh, although it's if. I have not said this, so we should make sure uh, our listeners know. It is in San Francisco, pretty much right in town, on Lake Merced. Uh, but the lake only appears on one hole. Uh, 16, I think it is, if memory serves. And, and a, oh, you know this. Uh, uh, and let me just say, across the lake is one of the great courses in the country, Olympic Country Club. And the reason they're not playing there is the USGA has a contract with Olympic for God knows how many years and will play U.S. Opens and so forth there on occasion in the next few years. So this is, uh, like you say, John, it is interesting politics. They obviously want to be in Northern California. The, the PGA Tour wants to be, or the PGA, which isn't the PGA Tour, uh, wants to be in uh, Northern California and wants that kind of exposure. They want to make this golf course, which is part of their. Uh... So we're back, John, and I was saying that uh, uh, the the uh, PGA wants this to become a destination venue for people in Northern California, and they've uh, done. Uh, um, a lot of work to, to, to make it so uh, and to, to make money. So it'll be interesting to see uh, next week. Um, 
right now. I don't even know who the real favorite should be based on play. You know, I was ready to write Brooks off, uh, but as you said, he's played better this week. So uh, all of a sudden, you don't write him off, right? Yeah, definitely not. And then Rory looked to be the obvious choice, and he looked like poo yesterday. So, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, as you know, I'm in that deal I do with, and I'm saving Rory for the PGA Championship specifically. Yeah. And now it feels like I may have made a mistake. Yeah, but, okay. Maybe you did, John. Uh, I, 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 who knows, right? But, but I'll say say this, John. You you it's it's a blind guess. Who are you going to pick, John? And uh, I mean, you could. Did you have you used Rom yet? I have not used Rom yet. Well, uh, you know, I'm just saying Rom's name because last week by winning he became number one in the world, right? And so uh, that would be a reason to use him in a major, right? Uh, you would think the number one player in the world should be uh, a high draft pick right in such situations so uh but i i don't i don't know who you can claim is on form uh who would be who's ready for this golf course i don't even know what the golf course is going to call for in terms of a player uh but uh yeah there's nothing wrong with mcelroy uh any given sunday as they say uh you you don't know what anybody's going to do so I think we had this conversation about betting golf, John. It's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and who do you have this week again? I got Finau this week. Tony, <laughs> how'd Tony do yesterday? Uh, he was even par, so he's Ooh. right now. He's currently one under through three holes, so I, he's at tied, tied for thirtieth. Oh, thirtieth. Oh, I I thought they were shooting better scores than that yesterday. So, well, the top. Five or six did. Uh, you know, you got Brooks, who's now at ten um, through nine holes, two under today. Yeah. And third is Ricky at six, a couple at five, and a couple at four, and a handful. Yeah. Whole truck, truckload at three and two. But what you're so, what you're telling me is the John John kiss of death has not yet kicked in on uh, no. on on, no. uh, on okay that's good all right. I took, I took Tommy Fleetwood down last week, so uh, yeah. so far, Finau surviving. Yeah, right. And and you worried about Hovland two weeks ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but, cut, but he ended up making a cut. But yeah, you, uh, you Friday morning you weren't they weren't so sure. But all right, John, uh, I I think we've covered everything except I, I want to put it out to our our fans out there. Uh, who probably won't listen today, but today is International Friendship Day, John. It's correct. Yeah, so woo woo, we're we're all we all got our warm and fuzzy out today. Everybody gets a hug today. Everybody gets a hug today. You playing golf today, John? No, I'm not. I oh. got work to do. Oh, is that right? Did you play yesterday? Yes, I did. Yes. So, so for those of you, we, we need a shameless plug before we leave. Uh, this week's shameless plug, and I'm looking for the check again, right, John, is Pacifico Beer, right? Yeah. Which somebody was pumping on Twitter that I forwarded to you, and uh, I told you it was a foreign beer, and you didn't laugh, John. So, uh, I mean, it is technically. Why? Isn't it made in... Mexico? No, it's a Cal. It's a California. It's made in California. 
Uh, we just we, like to advertise it as like a Corona. It, well, it, it it is a uh, that kind of uh, Mexican lager kind of beer. Uh, yeah, I take it you've never had one. I have. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I've had many of them on, on certain occasions. Oh, really? I I was I was uh, I didn't didn't know that. Uh, I'm not surprised about the many of them on certain occasions, but uh, I didn't realize you'd stumbled across it. But yes, my my joke was that California is kind of a foreign country, John. But uh, right. yeah, which it is in so many ways. But there you go. So Pacifico beer is our uh, pitch for the day. It's a nice light lager, uh, good for um, 115 degree days in Phoenix, right, John? Right, very good on a hot summer day. Yeah, it's good for hydration. Yeah, so there you go. So, so here we go, John. Let's workshop this a little bit. Uh, Bye, bro. Bye, bro. Yeah, next week. Have a great weekend. You too. Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Take two. How are you now? Well, I, I'm all right. I, I, made, I made it out of bed again this morning, and uh, all is well after that. So how are you? I am well, thank you. So where are you, where are you off to today? I am going to New Brunfels with a, uh, a guy trip to play golf for the weekend. Where? New Brunfels. It's a little bit southwest of Austin. Uh-huh. Typically, oh. we go we go float the river and play golf and eat barbecue and stuff like that, but we don't get to float the river this year. Oh, okay. Is that because there is no river this year or because of COVID? Because of the cocoa. Oh, cocoa. Is this our new? Yeah. So, 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 so speaking of cocoa. Uh, so, so John, uh, my, I don't know what your Twitter timeline has been like this week, but for reasons that, uh, are probably worth at least kicking around a little bit, there's been a lot of Yosemite Sam in, in my timeline this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't really been on Twitter much too much. Uh, mostly I, I locked, saw a lot of stuff about the Beirut explosion, which was pretty insane. Yeah. And, uh. And then, of course, Cowboys training camp is starting, so my timeline is pretty oh, full of that. Wow. Cowboys training camp. Well, it doesn't – wow. Uh, can't, I feel the heat, man. Yeah. So yeah. there have been a lot of conjecture about uh, Yosemite Sam and whether he was the rootin' tootin'est Jewish cowboy in the West or not. So <laughs> I missed that. So Did, did you? Yeah. You do know what, you do you didn't miss what it's a reference to, right? No, I, I don't get it. You don't get it. The pre the president uh, on Tuesday morning uh, got up and uh, he was talking about the national parks and giving an award. National parks called it Yosemite Park in uh, in <laughs> in California. Which, okay. Yeah. So. We did not know that it was settled by Jews, but yo, Semite, yeah. So, yo, Semite Sam is uh, now a thing. So, there you go. Yeah, so, so, aren't you sorry you missed it? Yeah, I'm, I'm terribly bummed. Yeah. So, so John, speaking speaking of dumb shit, um, I, I have 
TV worth watching, which uh, I subscribed to uh, last week, put out a, a, a blurb and uh, pushing a, a show on Hulu called Letter Kenny. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we've watched a few episodes and uh, I said something to you that was right up your alley and you've watched it all, right, John? Yes, I've seen I've seen all eight seasons. Eight, eight seasons, John's watched. So, so John, uh, for those uninitiated listening, uh, tell them uh, whether it's worth watching and what it is you're watching uh, when you watch Letter Kenny. Well, it's definitely worth watching. Um, you have to have kind of a uh, a different sense of humor. It's definitely crude, um, lots of foul language, and usually it's, some of it's mostly perverse. So. If that's not your thing, then you probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, about a small town in Canada called Letterkenny. And there's only like 5,000 people that live there. And they're divided up into three cliques, which are the skids, uh, the the jocks, and the uh, hicks. The hicks are the farmers. Skids are the druggies. And the jocks are the hockey players. Yeah. And it follows basically a group of one of each that, all interact with each other on a regular basis and, and, and usually end up punching. Oh yeah. There's always a fight. Um, the main character, Wayne is the, um, Tough, reigning, toughest reigning, guy in letter, Kenny, reigning toughest guy in letter, Kenny. Um, he's undefeated. So, uh, it's good stuff. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. They talk, you know, obviously they talk funny and they, they use slang terms and, um, and, and a lot of metaphors and euphemism that you're not even sure you can follow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There's, there's points when you just gotta be like, okay, I didn't understand any of that, but just uh, yeah. on. that one swept right by me. Yes. Yes. So, so, uh, I, you, you, you know what I'm getting next year for my birthday, right? What are you getting? Uh, I'm getting a super soft birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the early episodes. Uh, it turns out that uh, one of the, the main characters, uh, Derry, whose real name's Daryl, and of course, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, I guess his mother uh, gave him a birthday party every year when he was a kid that um, did not earn him respect. Is that the way we put it, John? Yeah, I would say so. Yes, uh, I, I think one of the examples was that there was always a cupcake decorating station, and <laughs> so, so yes, so here he is, maybe thirty years old, right? John and his friends are giving him a party with a cupcake uh, decorating station, amongst other such joys and so forth. So yeah, so I've been promised a super soft birthday party for next year. Yeah. They do a lot of funny stuff like that. Their traditions and and uh, you know they don't mess with you. Don't mess with tradition. No, no. So wait till you get into some of their Christmas episodes and Halloween episodes. And oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're good. Yeah. I will say, after eight seasons, I still don't know what the frick "furda" means that the jocks always say to each other. Furda. There you go. Uh, Considering. Between the two of them, they, they don't have the IQ of a small squirrel. Uh, I don't think you need to worry, John. So there you go. Wait, All right. Wait, so so there, wait, there, is your, there is your TV plug for the, for the week. For those of you who want some uh, a, uh, 
cultural but also crude humor from from the North uh, Letter Kenny on Hulu. Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting stuff, something a little different, and uh, uh, yeah, and and you might learn a couple things too, right, John? Oh yeah, wait till they go, wait till they go to Quebec. Oh no, yeah, I. <laughs> I don't even want to begin to think about what might happen when they go to Quebec. Yeah. So, Good stuff. so John, uh, we, we stretched out last week's episode, including all the cuts. Uh, uh, there's quite a bit to talk about this week, but since we're recording early, uh, we won't be able to talk about what really happened on the PGA uh, the first day. Uh-uh. Uh, but uh, I guess we start with major league baseball, John, where your Cubs are, out Red hot, baby. Burn, burning hot early, and uh, even Hugh Darvish uh, looked yeah. decent last night. Oh, my God, John, what a miracle. Yeah, you know that's it's something when you're throwing, throwing well. It makes you feel like it's a gift every time you get a win out of him. Yeah. And he's, got, he's still got good stuff. But he's just – you never know which you you're going to get. The guy that gives up five runs in the first inning or can throw seven innings and give up one run and two hits, so – we got the good one. We got the good you last night. Yeah. And and you've, uh, you're in really good shape in the standings uh, in the uh, year when everybody makes the playoffs anyway. But uh, you uh, – I'm just double-checking. It was like a – yeah, four-and-a-half game lead at this point in, in, in the division. So uh, Which I find kind of funny. I'm not sure how it's a four-and-a-half – how we have a four and a half game lead over the Cardinals who've only played five games. Well, you've got eight in the win column and one in the loss column up on them. So that's nine. And each one of those is worth a half, John. Okay. I guess that's how that works. That is how that works. John. Yeah. The more important part at the, this point, as I understand it is the win percentage because since it doesn't look like everybody's going to play the same number of games, they are claiming they're going to go by win percentage this year. So we will, we will probably talk more about that in the next, let me think about this 52 days. Is that what's left? Something like that. Um, So yes, the Cubs 10 and two off to a hot start. Uh, I did not see what the Yankees are nine and two, uh, must have won the second game last night of the double header, and uh, Minnesota is ten and two. So those three teams have done what you want to do and get out to a rip roaring start, and none of them are well. The Cubs are a big surprise, uh, actually. Uh, we talked about this, John, that people thought the Reds were going to be the uh, team that would end up winning the fairly tight division, and. They are in fourth place, and uh, as you and I kind of thought they might be, and uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah, we, we we weren't really sold on that, were we? Uh, on the Reds being the big uh, burners in the uh, no in central. I, I will I will quote um, uh, obvious John. Uh, it's early, but they they have not come out of the gate uh, hot, um, and that's. Uh, it's not a big surprise, though. Uh, Nick Castellanos is uh, playing like an MVP. Yeah, uh, playing really ha- well. Having moved from moved over from the Cubs, uh, yes, I, I is interesting. 
I, I guess uh, I, I want to talk about the Cardinals, uh, who we started last week's podcast with Swerve saying that they were ruining baseball. And they had just found out that they had some players with COVID. Uh, by, by the time it all shook out, uh, it was 13 people on the traveling uh, squad uh, had COVID, tested positive anyway. Uh, and so they have not played since the last time we talked, John, and a couple of days before that. So they play the Cubs tomorrow, that is Friday, in St. Louis for the reset of the season. And I've read and seen uh, people talking about what they're going to do. And this is just the problem, John. Uh, you know, there are big holes in their lineup and their pitching staff now. And uh, mm -hmm to be filled by people who've never been there before and probably shouldn't be there yet. But uh, so, uh, and, and how they fix the schedule as the one reporter said, Oh, all they have to do is play 55 games in 52 days. It's not a big deal. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see how these, how they handle the, these teams that are, that are, uh, you know, missed a, missed a big stretch of, you know, a week of games. Well, at this point, the, Mar the Marlins and the and the Cardinals and, you know, less so the teams they were going to play. The, the, the Cardinals were supposed to be – well, they got stuck in Milwaukee and then they were going to Detroit. So, um, those two and the Marlins, it was the Phillies and the Nationals, I think. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, those teams uh, – well, for instance, Milwaukee's in kind of in second place right now in a playoff spot. So whether they play and when they play and how they play those missing three games from last weekend can have an effect on the playoffs. And of course, you know, it's, you don't even know about, you know, Detroit's not that far out of the thing. And I'm sure the Phillies would like to think that they'd like to play some games and have an impact, but, uh, no. So, well, I guess, I guess I, what am I doing, John? You do realize the Marlins are in first place, right? Um, yeah, I don't understand that, but they're five and one. Oh yeah, they sure are. Yeah. They are, they are a half game up on the, uh, on the Braves at this point with a much better winning percentage. But of course, you know, there, somebody said last night, uh, some of the people they have in their lineup you can't believe are still playing and other people you don't know have any idea who they are uh, you wonder if they'll hold up but the point is you know they got a bunch of games to make up and they might be in first place and have to play you know three double headers in a week or something you know so yeah that's going to be brutal when when those double headers hit back to back to back or something like that yeah well the yankees played one yesterday with the Phillies. That was Wednesday, right? And they're mm -hmm. playing another one Saturday with somebody. Uh, so they have two doubleheaders in four four days. I, it's the Yankees, so I know how much sympathy both of us will have for them. But, uh, okay. yeah, this will be this will be fun, yeah. Yeah, it's very uh, – I think that what will eventually end up happening – and I could be completely wrong, but, you know, if a couple more teams get infected and, and have 
you know, uh, you know, 10 to 15 players on their roster get it. I think Major League Baseball is going to have to do, you know, like a 10-day shutdown and, you know, kind of let it run its system and then start back up and kind of readjust the season at that point. But I don't know if they're willing to do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But uh, I, th- I think they're just going uh, trip along playing minor leaguers, uh, canceling games till they can think they have they have it isolated and like they did with the Cardinals uh, when they, they they got it down to 13 players or not they weren't all players when, but um, get it down to the 13 and isolate them and then go on so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting uh, also interesting John is college football the schedules coming out and talk and everything and I guess uh, you and I uh, actually texted back and forth when the Big Ten schedule came out. Was it yes? It was only yesterday, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, a ten-game t- uh, all Big Ten schedule. Um, I was not thrilled, but then I probably figured I, I wouldn't be. Uh, you and I talked on the podcast that uh, Purdue was. There was one prognosticator said Purdue could start six and zero. With the schedule that they they had originally, well, now they open with Michigan, Iowa, and uh, Ohio State, which does not feel like three and O to me, John. No, 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 no. For some reason, it just doesn't feel like three and O to me. So, I mean, I I think the Oak and Bucket game is maybe we might either team might have a chance to get to five, maybe five hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been there've been quite a few of them here. Lately, uh, where where it's meant five hundred for one team or the other, so uh, we, we might be back there for the end of the year game. Uh, it will be interesting to see uh, if they pull these schedules off. And of course, as part part of all this talk, John, I, I you probably saw the uh, University of Connecticut just decide to bag their schedule. So yeah, so they just flat out backed out. Yeah, they, they're. I think their schedule was coming apart and the athletic director decided he's going to put it out that they didn't think they could protect their athletes, blah, 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 blah. So uh, they, they just got out. And speaking of athletes, both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten uh, players have put out demands Demand. about, you know, how to run this thing. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to get a response or not. I, I, I looked at the Big Ten list. I did not think it was – you know, I don't think it was out of line. They weren't asking for millions of dollars. They were pretty much just trying to ask to be tested and, and kept safe and, you know, things kept in the right pa- pa- pockets and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of, oh, yeah, we'll do that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it does seem that the money is driving it, right, John? And Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. If we have to spend too much money, uh, uh, we're not going to bother, but we're going to play games anyway. So, uh, and of course, one of the questions is uh, whether they have the option to opt out or not and what that does to both their scholarship and their eligibility. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of, you know, it's a lot of NFL players are opting out of their seasons. Um, I think the last I heard was there it was like over 50 players in the NFL have opted out. 
Well, you know, I, I haven't heard that number, but I heard somebody breaking down the Patriots have had six at the time. And they were talking about who the six were and how, you know, it would be interesting to see how they were going to replace them because they were, several of them were pretty integral components of their uh, ball club. So, uh, yeah, there have been uh, enough people to be, be a significant uh, uh, a number. And there, there's still people talking about whether they're, they're, that they're unsure about whether they want to play or not. Yeah, I think, but then they, I think the NFL moved up the de- the deadline to opt out, or did they end up rescinding that? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were, they were a lot of players were not happy about that. Uh, they yeah, were gonna. Yeah, you can't be doing move. that shit, man. Yeah, you, know, you gotta give the them. Date. What's that? They were gonna change the date on when they they could last opt out. So. What do you do? You go get the guy at home and and bring him to the practice facility then. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think you can it, opt out whenever you want, you know? It, yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, this will be interesting with both, with all the football, uh, and who knows where the, uh, the virus is going to be come Labor Day or the end of September. Uh, you know, some of these schedules are a little different to give them some more flexibility in terms of time, but, uh, uh, yeah, they, they're going, uh, going to be some question marks. So, yeah. so John, I, I know this is where you want to go next. Uh, we're not looking great on our NHL picks right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like we put a lot of research into it, did we? No, John, don't say that. Yeah. I mean, we were... Well, I, I'm sure everybody heard what we had to say last week about about the NHL playoffs and ran to their uh, nearest sports book and booked on what we said. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure they were all over. Yeah. So, so yes. Uh, well, I, let, let me say uh, I am happy that the Blackhawks, uh, with uh, two late goals last night, ended up winning to go up 2-1 So in their series. So, I guess they don't feel too bad, and they are not the higher seed. Uh, on the other hand, I took the Penguins, who are down 2-1, and they are the higher seed. And uh, you took the Bruins, John, and uh, in, in what does not seem fair to me, but uh, you know, it seems their general manager and coach and everybody was pretty cool with it. You know, They were the best team in the NHL before the break, and here they've lost two games in the reset. And they can't be the one seed now, so. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I'm not. I guess I'm not sure it's all that fair, but yeah. In the famous words of our president, "It is what it is." So. Uh, yeah. yeah but, it is, which is true. I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it now? They they made the rules, and yeah. I guess I'm sure not everybody agreed with everything at all the times, but. And I guess the, the flip side of it is they're not playing at home anyway. So, yeah, um, I guess the advantages of whether you're first or whether you're third in in, in seeding doesn't make that big a difference. Uh, well, it, it does as to who you play, but uh, it doesn't uh, make a difference when you get down to it. Uh, it doesn't help your home home ice advantage much of any. So. Uh, right right so uh, 
we we have to we have to mention that the NBA is still going, John. And uh, I, I know you know we, we've talked about this a little bit. Though. I follow the Pacers to some extent, and uh, they played really well in the last few few games. Uh, maybe have a shot at getting the three seed in the uh, in the East if they keep playing well. But I haven't seen a whole lot of movement at the bottom end of the of the standings, which was kind of what the whole eight game thing was supposed to do, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're correct. I mean, I think it was more of almost like just a kind of a new preseason, I guess, you know, to kind of get players back into – to playing shape or whatever, I guess, but uh, well, yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been a lot of uh, shuffling of of standings. No. Well, I I thought they did this in instead. They didn't just cut it at, at sixteen teams and, and go on. They wanted to give the teams around the eighth slot a chance to qualify for the eighth yeah. spot, and and then they made up the whole if you're within four games in the ninth hole, blah 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 thing to add some juice to that. And I'm, I'm not sure it's really juice things up after a couple of weeks, John. So I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. And uh, I, I did see that uh, uh, the, the unibrow had a huge game the other night and there was discussion about whether uh, LeBron would let him do that in a tight playoff game or not. So it's always good to have everybody breaking the NBA down and, yeah, criticizing. Uh, and it's good to just be talking about actual sports, whether it's the type of sports we are used to seeing before the pandemic or not. I mean, it's everything's a little different. Um, you know, even the quality of play doesn't really seem to be exactly up to what we would expect, but uh, it's still you, sports. You mean the NBA? Yeah, NBA has been... I don't know. It's not been terribly entertaining. I've watched a little bit of it, but not much. Yeah. So, so, so you, you, you don't get a feeling of intensity coming from them. It doesn't see, I don't, do you? Well, I would have had to have watched a couple minutes to know John. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like they're all playing for their playoff lives or anything. I, I guess that's the way well, I would put it. I think the point is they aren't. So, uh, right. And, and there really isn't much to play for at this point until you start playing elimination games. And then, then I suspect that it'll turn up a notch. I also wonder if, if staying in the same complex together kind of takes some of the edge off things, especially for these first eight games. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. You hang, you hang or, you know, you're isolated together. I don't know how much they're together together, but they're in the same building together. They've got to they've got to come across each other quite a bit, I would think, and uh, that that might take some of the edge off of it too. I would agree. Yeah. So so John, I, I know you'll love this, but I I want to talk horse racing because typically the Travers, which is running on Saturday, would be a big race, and it's. I know it's got a big purse and uh, some big horses uh, running on Saturday. So uh, kind of looking forward to seeing it. Tis the law who is currently, you know, you know, the Belmont winner 
and currently the Derby favorite is running. So, um, and several horses will be chasing Tis the Law come, come Saturday afternoon at Saratoga. And uh, so that, that'll be a, a fun thing to watch. Um, there are multiple horses in the race who need points, which they are giving for the Derby uh, to get into the Derby. So that's, you know, that always adds some juice, a lot of money, good horses with something to run for. And always the question about, you know, how much do you worry? I saw a poll. If tis the law loses, what does this mean? Right. So, uh, yeah. uh, so there you go. Uh, so that, that'll, that'll be fun. And John, I, I, I have a different Twitter feed than you do, but uh, mine was full because people uh, lit up over the news. Did you see that the Churchill Downs said that the jockeys had to be in Kentucky by August the 24th, if they're going ride in the Oaks or the Derby Labor Day weekend. Well, that would, that's smart, you know, get them there and get them kind of quarantined early. Yeah, well, uh, they have to have two, uh, you, you have to have a test on uh, the 24th and another one the next week. And obviously that you need to be clean, right, uh, mm -hmm. on, on those two tests. Uh, the problem is, you know, these big name, uh, big time jockeys, they fly all over the country to ride horses for, for trainers. So uh, somebody said agent, there'll be questions about whether what agents will be doing because you can't really, you don't want to take two weeks off really. Uh, right. Because, right. you know, they, they pretty much ride. Well, I, I all the time. Well, right. Not, if not every day, multiple days a week, and clearly uh, all the big riders right now are in Saratoga. Uh, I, I saw somebody who's a fan of the place said, said they'll all be in Ellis Park uh, for a couple weeks uh, riding, which would be uh, kind of funny. Which is a small track in Hendersonville, Kentucky, which is running at this point. So. You know, I guess they would technically be in Kentucky and blah, 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 blah. Right, John? So, yeah. But, uh, and of course, the flip side is it's not like there's any lack of jockeys, I suspect, in Kentucky uh, that could could ride. It just wouldn't, might change the nature of the game to not have their usual jockeys on board, somebody like Tis the Law, et cetera. So, just goes to show how COVID. You know, we talked about college football and pro football and even horse racing. You know, people are having to figure things out. Well, we talked about baseball, too, and just so much that it's uh, had an effect on, John. Right. Right. Well, John, it, it, we're, we're about to where we usually end the broadcast, so uh, we're at the you know, end of our time, so I'm going to do this to you. You got, you got one name in the PGA this weekend. Go and put your money on who you got. Uh, since I picked him in my tour mania, I'll stick with it. I'll take Rombo. Oh, you took Rom? Yep, I took Rom. He's playing well. I think I think it's time for him to break through and win a major. So Okay. I I think I'm going I'm I'm gonna be safe here. I'm gonna go with Rory. Mm -hmm. And uh that's uh I think we'll probably, I think I'd put a lot of money on us both being wrong. And yeah. um, 
uh, just not, not that we don't know what we're saying or anything, but it's just the way golf works. Right, John? Yeah. You, you got a, you got a long list of names who could, could do it. And a lot th these days, there are a lot of major championship winners wandering around and Rom hasn't won one. There are several guys with a lot of talent who uh, might break through any moment. So you, you got way too many, way too many options, right, John? It's not the, yeah. it's not, it's not the, uh, the, the Cubs, uh, who are they playing? Oh, Cubs Cardinals tomorrow, for, for instance, it's not either or you got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they have some good pairings though. I, I like the way they they paired this up. They got some decent pairings in the early times. Uh, you got Kepka, Woodland, and Lowry are all playing together. Mm -hmm. um, you got DJ, uh, Rose, and Spieth are playing together this morning. Uh, Rory, Rory, Tiger, and JT are playing together. Wow. Uh, that's a good pairing. Does not feel um, like a blind draw. No, you, in your later times in the day. Uh, in the afternoon, you've got um, – who did I just see who I thought was good? I don't know. Mikkel, uh, Mikkel, they usually put Mickelson someplace with – Yeah, Matsuyama, Fleetwood, and Hovland are all playing together. Um, mm. Adam Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, and DeChambeau are all playing together. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Rom, Mickelson, and Garcia are playing together oh, in the late, late wow. tea time. Wow. So there's going to be – Good pairings, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching some some good major championship golf this weekend. Yeah, well, I wonder I wonder how many people in the crowd will get hit this week. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, it'll be kind of weird. Uh, so we'll wa watching a major championship with with uh, with no crowd and no no background noise, but. Uh, uh, I, I will be intrigued. At, uh, we've talked about the golf course, which is uh, at least modestly controversial. And, uh, you know, they, they've got uh, probably have problems with the weather in terms of the fog rolls in and out of there. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what the visibility is like any given point to, as, as they come on in the mornings and so forth in the late evenings. So. Yeah, uh, it, it should be interesting. Uh, I I do know I saw that you 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 put me onto the Michael Collins uh, whatever uh, podcast mini. Uh, it's it's uh, not really mini, mini it's, series. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it's a video series. Uh, the sixteenth hole is a short par four, which he said they will move the tee up. Uh, it's like three forty regularly. Uh, there'll be people taking a crack, probably trying to get there in one. So that kind of stuff, laid in a in a major, is always uh, interesting to see. Yeah, entertaining. Yep. Yeah. So uh, uh, some, some things to see and watch the NHL playoffs and uh, the the MLB sprint continues. Right, John? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, all right, John. It's been a good one. All right, Steve, you have a great weekend. You Stay. too. Ha ha have, have fun in a place I've never heard of in Texas. There's a lot of them, I'm sure, that you've never heard of. Yeah, so true, so true. New Brunfels is pretty famous. I mean, I'm surprised you haven't heard of New Brunfels. It's a, it's a famous – it's like the barbecue capital of Texas. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, there's, there's like five or six barbecue joints that are perennially ranked in the top 
50 in the state for best barbecue. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll have, I'll have the meat sweats all weekend. Oh, uh, well, yeah, there are worse things. <laughs> sure. Are. All right. All right. Bye, bro. Bye, bro. No, have a good one. You too.